You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, and welcome back to the Oz Network for another episode recap of RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars, the fourth episode of the third season. And even though it's shorter, we still have a lot to say. As always, I'm Rossi, and I haven't worn men's underwear since 1982. <laughs> oh, fine. Let's just go with it. My name is Colin, and I haven't worn men's underwear since 1982. Um, one of us may have been born then, the other one probably wasn't. So I wasn't wearing underwear in 82, um, not just because it's But you admit you were born. I was born, yes. I was at least alive. Uh, I, if only we had planned better, we could have had different ones, but oh well. Alright, hold on. My name is Colin, and I haven't worn men's underwear since 1983. Then I haven't worn men's underwear since 1984. Fine, I've never worn men's underwear. Neither has Michelle. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. We're off to a great start. It, it, you know what? It sounds better than the Snatch Game was. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I guess we could recap what happened in order. But did you want to just get straight to the Snatch Game? Or did you want to talk about any of the boring stuff that happened? In the <laughs> any of the boring stuff? Um, I mean... Any of the boring stuff being the... The message thing and yeah, this message thing is weird that people put so much stock in it. I'm I'm still kind of confused because I know I mentioned this in a past episode, but I kind of came into the show expecting this would be a bunch of divas who would always be taking shots at each other, and there's really no mention of it. Um, uh, or, or there's mentions of it, but it's not like it's it's ever really as big of a deal as it should be. Um, I guess the main thing that I wanted to ask about and you having actually seen this show before will know better. But the fact that we're still getting mentions of Thorgy, what, like two episodes later, is this all just that this is the storyline that's still being told because of, uh, you know, the, the notes that are up and everything, or is this kind of like the clear indication that Thorgy's probably the one that's coming back? Cause I assumed, Oh, Thorgy's coming back because they're still mentioning Thorgy. I don't, no, I'm assuming it, I'm out. I think it's probably just because of the na- references to whatever Thorgy's done. Because I don't quite think that that means anything about any re- possible return or anything like that. I would just say because it, I don't know. I don't think we've ever spoken this much about someone who's been gone for so much. Yeah. Like, and- usually, uh, well, I was just going to say, I mean, it, it made sense either way. Like, when they first started mentioning it, I'm like, okay, this is the setup. Thorgy's probably coming back. They're going to reveal at the end of this episode that Thorgy's the one coming back. But then as the episode went on, you realize that there's just so much, you know, to talk about because of this one dildo that was drawn uh, back in episode two or whatever. Uh, and the suck it message. And that's what's even more confusing is that they're making such a big deal. I mean, on Survivor, people say worse things like this all the time in their parting comments. And usually to somebody's face, and they just drop it, you know, one or two scenes in the next episode. But, I don't know, there's still some bitterness here. It, it makes sense either way, that uh, either this is a big setup for Thorgy to come back, or it's just the single most dramatic thing that has happened in the history of VH1. Yeah, I guess the uh, dongs are very dramatic <laughs> here on VH1. Uh, and, and sucking it is a, a term of endearment. Um uh, yeah, I don't really know what to make of this. I don't think the mirror has gotten so much drama since, like, ever. I don't, it's, it's become a recurring theme for this season. It's going to continually haunt them for the rest of their mm-hmm. stint on the show. Oh, whatever. Um, and obviously we get the notice that Ben was choosing Chi-Chi to be eliminated, which will finally happen um, this episode, but... It was no shock to me, at least. Were you shocked that that was the choice that was made? Oh, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that in the end, about how surprised I was. And, you know, maybe that's one of no, the... No, I meant from, like, the from the last week, oh, not from this week. Uh, I mean, I think we should kind of expect every single week that Chi-Chi should be going home. Uh, it wasn't really a shocker at all that there's people who want Chi-Chi. Also, you kind of have to think about it, like... Is this something that's confirmed? Like, do they show, oh, this is who my vote was? 
Or can they just say whoever they want afterwards? Like, you know, actually, I thought Chi-Chi should have been the one who went home. Like, I- I'm assuming that this is something that's locked in and that they're, you know, held to it and that there's some type of proof of this. What do you mean? I'm not, like, that they would change their minds at the last minute or something, or? Well, yeah, I mean, because we have two people who are allowed to vote, and, you know, the person who doesn't get to choose is always Ben, because Ben always loses in the lip-sync challenge. Uh, but I'm assuming that they not only tell the producers beforehand, but they have, like, those little voting cards or whatever it is that they give, and that that's kind of, like, I doubt that they would be able to just go afterwards and say, oh, you know, just whoever wasn't eliminated, oh, yeah, I was going to vote for the other person. Yeah, I'm assuming it's locked in. I, I honestly doubt that there would there would be no desire to change it last minute. Yeah. Like, if you were trying to think about, oh, what would I do? Like, there's no, it's not, it's not a, like a live tribal council or anything like that. So I don't know if they could fake it. Like, oh, I was going to do this. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I feel like it would be locked in, but I, I could be wrong. I, I honestly have no idea. Uh. I guess we can get into the big letter troubles that happened this episode since before we hit into a snatch game. But obviously there was this drama because Trixie hung up Thorgy's note, which is really confusing as to what the, like the note was very confusing because apparently it was Thorgy's note, but wrote it as Shangela and then was like, JK, Shangela is a shady bitch. So I'm going to write and then write Thorgy. What was your whole read on this? Because at first I, I was trying to understand it, but then I was like, oh, I get it. What was your, what were your thoughts? Um, it's another one of those things that I wondered, was this there from the beginning? Like, why is it two weeks later? This is the first time it's being noticed. Uh, or is this something that, you know, maybe, um, Trixie was putting up there just to stir things up? Like that was kind of the assumption I had because it just seems weird for it to just randomly be mentioned weeks later. But you do have to wonder, like, with the way that Trixie responded, you know, obviously Trixie didn't think this was a big deal. Uh, why would you put something like that up, you know, knowing the, the reaction Chandler had? I mean, it, it didn't, it didn't seem like it was the smartest idea, especially when you consider that, you know, you could very well be on the bottom at any point. I mean, who was it that had that line early in the episode that was saying, you know, you mean that we can get eliminated just because we don't talk to somebody? Like, it, it seems foolish at this point to really give anybody a reason to dislike you. Yeah, it was weird. I think that was Trixie that did say Mm -hmm. that passing comment about, well, we could get in trouble for not talking to someone, but also, okay, that kind of annoyed me on the side note, but I don't know why this is now becoming a storyline two weeks after Thor, it was officially eliminated, even though in their time, it was probably like a few days after, but, yeah, I don't know why. I could also see why Trixie would just hang it up because that was a note written for her. Like, you know, yeah. it wasn't like something that was, you know, like a like a bullying, passing notes in class, mean kind of teasing thing at someone. It was just like a here's a funny note, and it also happens to say this about someone yeah. else. I could see like why Trixie would be like, oh, it's not a big deal because that was my note, but at the same time, like, why'd you hang it up? Like, why? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I don't know why it took them this long to notice it. Um, but I did like the comment. I think it was Kennedy also got mad about this too. And it was, I don't know why everyone's getting mad about everything, but um, I did appreciate the comment that was, I think Ben made. It was like, Kennedy asked Ben, well, why, why, why would you hang it up? And the men's like, I, I wouldn't. wouldn't. <laughs> and it's just like, just the subtlety of, well, well I wouldn't. <laughs> I just thought it was too funny. um, And then we get this very random out of nowhere cameo by Mark Jacobs the next day or or the same day, I think. And it's extra funny because I don't know if you remember, but early in the beginning of the season, Milk was known for working with Mark Jacobs. So it's really funny that Mark Jacobs shows up just after Milk was eliminated. Oh, this is such a setup. I would I would have liked to see what would have happened if um, uh, Milk was still there, but oh well, we don't get to see that. And I'm sorry to say I have no idea who Mark Jacobs is. I think fashion. Some something to do with fashion. Yeah, I think I'm not sure. 
We'll have to ask because... Jamie from watching all those America's Next Top runway stars or whatever those shows are. America's Next Top Face Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think fashion, just because they were talking about a coat that Shangela was wearing. Anyway. We get that. Then they do the walkthroughs, which we haven't seen. Have you seen? Did we do? Did they do? Yeah, they did walkthroughs last time about how you're going to make yeah. Maddie Smith funny. Uh, so we get some walkthroughs with RuPaul and that going up to Shangela talking about an Irish Miss Cleo. Did you think that this was a smart call for Shangela to switch last minute from the Miss Cleo to the uh, Jennifer Lewis that ended up being portrayed? Um, well, I mean, I, I vaguely know who Jennifer Lewis is, so that already is a bonus over most of these Snatch Game characters that I have no clue who any of the people were. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think Miss Cleo, you probably could have made it funny, but the, uh, the accent was the real problem, that weird Irish accent. Uh, I just kind of miss it because I think that one of the funniest lines of the the episode was related to that, where they were talking about Miss Cleo. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, she died, didn't she? Yeah, heart disease. Yeah, she didn't see heart disease coming, did she? That was, it was just such a cruel line, but hilarious. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you could have had a lot more fun with a psychic. Uh, but again, at least, you know, she ended up or he ended up with a character that I guess most people are somewhat familiar with, which I can't say for most of these characters. I do think at the end of the day, you know, being results oriented, it really didn't. Matt, like, I think it was a smart choice because Shangela ended up being one of the top two. But at the same time, I could easily have seen this, like, even even if it was a bad accent, like, as long as you get RuPaul laughing, I think any sort of problems with how you look or how you, how you, your dialect completely disappears. It's because you were just really funny. I feel like that just kind of supersedes how you look mm-hmm. because... Maggie Smith looked look spot on, but there was no compliments for how he, Ben looked as Maggie Smith. It was, you were funny as Maggie Smith. So I could have been, been okay with seeing an Irish Miss Cleo out there. I still think it would have been funny. We also get to hear about Kennedy's Phaedra. Uh, I don't even know how to say it. Fan? The, the, the woman, the Southern woman, um, not really much to say on that. Was that the any- the housewife one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, I've never seen the show. I had no idea what it was, but there is at least an interesting character there to play. Um, and, it was, and then, oh, and then we get the Grace Jones reference. Can you from make Grace immediately. Jones? <laughs> yeah. And then was that all the walk? I believe that was all the walkthroughs. And then I guess we'll get into uh, the official. Snatch team because there was not much to say outside of that. Um, so I'll just do a quick run through um, of who everyone was, and then we can talk about every kind of the whole of it, so we don't have to go through every single individual person. We had Trixie as RuPaul, followed by Kennedy as this Southern housewife whose name I can't pronounce. Then we had um, we had Chantel as Jennifer Lewis. BB as Grace Jones, Aja as Crystal Abasia, uh, Ben de la Creme as Paul Lind, <coughs> Chichi Devane as Mia Angelou. <laughs> oh, that was so oh, bad. Uh, oh, sorry, I misspoke. Maya Angelou. And then we had spy, surprise special guest, Kristen Chenoweth <laughs> as herself. Um, what were your, what were your standouts? What were your, what were the standouts, good and bad? What was the not worth noting? What 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 was the, what was this mess that was Snatch Game? Well, this kind of was a mess. I mean, this Snatch Game is basically how you sold me on covering this show because that was the episode you picked <laughs> in a random rewatch, and I just thought it was hilarious. And even watched some of the other uh, Snatch Games on YouTube. And I don't know if it's because I don't have any familiarity with a lot of these people or just. Nobody really had like those great one-liners. I mean, the real standout was Ben as Paul Lind, which there's a perfect example. Somebody I really had no idea who Paul Lind was. I think uh, it was maybe only about three or four weeks ago. I was listening to an episode of um, the Nerdist podcast and Chris Hardwick was talking about Paul Lind on it. And that was the first time I ever found who Paul Lind was. And he started doing this Paul Lind impression. So that kind of helped me as I was watching Ben. I'm, I'm hearing what Chris Hardwick's impression was. I'm like, Oh, this is pretty accurate. 
Of course, it could have been like nothing like the real Paul Lynn, but I mean, that's a perfect example of just like a, a character that, that you can have a lot of fun with, but also a performer who found a way to make every line funny. And very few people did that this week. Uh, there were a couple of good, like uh, the Jennifer Lewis lines. The Grace Jones one, I mean, it was funny just because, you know, I've watched A View to a Kill many times. I'm a big James Bond fan. Uh, Grace Jones, of course, Mayday, one of the all-time great henchwomen. Uh, also one of the scariest women in the history of James Bond. Uh, if anybody really wants to know how you could have done this even better, I mean, if you could have had somebody as Christopher Walken and somebody as Grace Jones and they had like karate sex together, like Grace Jones, like really, really scary karate sex scenes and karate sex face, that would have been a little bit funnier. But I found even the Grace Jones to be a little bit flat, to be honest, for a lot of the praise there was. Um, yeah, there weren't that many standouts here. Uh, I, I mean, on, in kind of like an unfortunate way, uh, Trixie's RuPaul was a standout, and just that it was so flat where even Ru- RuPaul, you could tell, tries his hardest as the host here to sell some of the even bad jokes these people make. And it was just sort of like, uh-huh, okay, let's move on, you know? Like, he just had, wanted to have no part of it. It wasn't a thing about, oh, you're you're being insulting or whatever. It's just, yeah, this isn't really funny. It's, everything was kind of flat except for Paul Lind, I think. I think that some of there were definitely good comments throughout. Like, what was it? Shangela had a good comment when RuPaul was talking about, you know, Maya Angelou, poet, activist, author. And then Shangela's like, spelling be weird. <laughs> There's just like comments like that, I think, throughout the whole thing. And I loved BB's first comment, or the Grace Jones first comment was, RuPaul, when are we going to fuck? And it was just like, <laughs> yeah, that was a that, good line. <laughs> that was just like something really funny. And then after that, you know, the Grace Jones was not funny. Um, I also don't understand why we waited so long to get Snatch Game, because All Stars 2 did it in the second episode. And this time they waited four episodes, but then they filled a seat. With Kristen Genoit, I didn't get why she had to even be there. But you you got to admit, the line of her saying, none of these queens would ever do me, was hilarious. And then Pauline jumping in <laughs> with the, uh, his comment. I, just, I thought there was good certain lines. I really did think that, you know, there was no way you could have chosen it. The, the top two were so clear. Yeah. I honestly think it was so set in stone who was going to be the top two and who were two of the bottom two. I think Trixie and Chi Chi were automatically kind of in trouble. Kennedy could have maybe, I think Kennedy was definitely the third worst. I don't know if it deserved. Okay. Which, which one uh, was Kennedy? The housewife. Yeah. Again, again, maybe it would have been funnier if I knew who it was, but I mean, do they usually pick such obscure people for this and, and dated? I mean, a a lot of the famous ones that these performers were doing are like 30, 40 years, you know, past their prime. And I mean, the only way you're going to know about them is if you ever watch Karate Sex with Christopher Walken and Grace Jones. But other than that, is anybody going to know Grace Jones coming into the show, at least of the audience this show has? I don't know. There, There's a varied amount of specific, super specific, super general. Um, Thorgy on original season did Michael Jackson. So that, I mean, while obviously not alive during the recording and everything of that, still like a huge icon. So you obviously know who that is. Some people do Britney Spears, so they're notable. Um, but then we've had really obscure ones, like in season five, someone did Little Edie. If you know from Grey Gardens. No um, idea whatsoever. No idea. Yeah. So something very specific, you know, people have done May West. People have done Bjork. I'm trying to think. Oh, Bjork, that would be hilarious. Someone you may know. Yeah, it was it was the top two that one. Um, I'm trying to think. People do past contestants as well, although those don't usually tend to be super funny. But has anybody ever done RuPaul before, or was this like the first time? So someone did it in the first or second season when they first did the first Snatch Game, but it was just like it was totally different. It was all like crazy and wild and. It was nothing like what RuPaul would act like, but it was so ridiculous that it was so, it was safe. Mm-hmm. Like, cause it was just funny. Like RuPaul was just laughing and it, it was, it was wild. But this is definitely a step down. 
trying to think who else has done repeats from this group. I don't. Yeah, RuPaul was the only one that was a repeat from anything past. No one had done any of the other ones before. Yeah, now these are all new except for RuPaul. But it definitely was not a step up for the RuPaul. Um, I was also a big fan of Aja's performance as Crystal LaBeja. I'm sure you have no, no idea. No who idea that is. whatsoever. But I can. There's a YouTube clip about what a lot of what a lot of RuPaul, what a lot of what Aja was referencing on there. So I could send it to you. But it was pretty accurate in the that sort of stank, that sort of anger, that sort of t- sharp tone. A lot of what. Um, Crystal LaBeja was about was kind of that tenacity because she didn't win a contest so there's a lot of that so I honestly think Aja was definitely like a top three how would you rank them how would you where would you kind of sit them on the leaderboard based on the snatch game oh you're gonna have to go through them all again because so many of these I mean obviously you know Paul Lind would have been number one um uh, who else? Kristen Chenoweth would have probably been number two, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> uh, provided more laughs throughout. Uh, as I said, I didn't mind the Grace Jones one. I think it, it, it at least had a couple of those strong moments. Uh, the, the, the Maya Maya <laughs> spelling correction thing yeah. was just so awkward. That alone, I'm probably going to remember. I, 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 again, I don't know if that was an accurate impression or not of Maya Angelou, but, there were some funny ones in there. Uh, which other ones am I missing? Yeah, RuPaul, the housewife. Yeah, those were bombs. And, uh. and they were. Uh, and then there was the Crystal LaBeja and Jennifer Lewis from Shangela. Oh, you know, the Jennifer Lewis probably would have been another one of the top ones. Um, even though I would... It, it's weird because I, I would probably come out of this ranking some of the one-liners from the maybe mid-grade performances stronger than, like, the Jennifer Lewis one was probably stronger all around, but I don't think it had, like, that one laugh-out-loud moment. Yeah, I think it was good, like, good as in terms of there was humor, there was well-rounded, but then, like, I'm, like, laughing more at the fact that RuPaul's like, hey, maybe, Maya Angel, you're going to answer my question in the next round. <laughs> When, you know, Chi-Chi finally was like the, the, about the caged bird singing in the next round. Yeah. But that was also, that was so uncomfortable when RuPaul's like, how does the caged bird sing? Or what does the caged bird do or whatever? And it says, silence, silence. I don't know what it does. <laughs> it's just like, what? And, and again, that probably was just, a complete flub, but somehow it was slightly funny. The whole, I don't know. Was, yeah. I think I was laughing more of a laughing at than a laughing yeah. with. Yeah. Overall, that's kind of like, like a- the way to describe the snatch game is, is it, it was, it was sort of like a train wreck for everybody. And the amusement you got out of it, was it just the awkwardness of RuPaul having to handle these people? Yeah. I think, yeah, it was definitely a struggle. At least we had Paul Lynn there to respond to every single comment. That was made. This is why I don't keep clipping with the ladies. <laughs> that and the sorry, Carson, I meant to return these to you. <laughs> the underwear, and then I couldn't recognize the gloves. Uh, thankfully, Ben Delacreme was there. Otherwise, we would have we would be miserable right now, mm-hmm. or miserable watching it. Uh, and then I guess we could get into the runway, although it was super quick. Oh, was, you must have been happy that it sped through. I mean, this whole episode, now we know where those extra 15 minutes were coming from in every single week, um, the, the, at least for the first three episodes. Get out of this one. Yeah, it's just about 15 extra minutes of people showing off their costumes. I mean, this was over and done in about 30. I don't know why. They usually only do this quick thing like this when it's like a long challenge. Usually they would do a short runway like this for the challenges like the DS thing that we had earlier when there's a long performance. Mm-hmm. But there's the snatch game, they always have a long one. I don't know. I was shocked. I just didn't know why they were like, all right, 90 minutes, 90 minutes, 90 minutes, 20 minutes. It was, it was like so rushed. And on snatch game, you don't want that rush. Actually, You want to like more jokes. Was it here or was it later during the runway challenge? Uh, I think, where RuPaul said the winner is the Amish because they don't have televisions. 
That was at the end of the yeah. Speech. That was that was fantastic. Like again, another example of you know kind of poking fun at how bad the challenges were in this episode. I'm probably going to assume that that line was written pre-planned, but <laughs> it was appropriate. I will. Yeah, no, it worked well for the snatch game. Usually, I think sometimes RuPaul's like, uh, the winner is nobody or something like that. Yeah. So there's always a weird quick one line about no one winning because you don't want to say, hey, the winner is Jennifer Lewis because that may not be the case for the episode. Yeah. So, uh, Were there any standouts in the runway? Do you remember any of them? Um, okay, who was it that had the fake baby bump? Uh, I think that was... Shangela. Yeah, that, no, that was... Again, it's clever. I mean, it's hard for me to judge, you know, how this person looked or not, but it was clever. And of course, there was another one of the the good Mystery Science Theater 3000 lines that I love where it says, you know, Beyonce put the twins back in for this one. Um, that's pretty much the only one that I could really remember standing out. Uh, I, if you showed me pictures of everybody else's, it was probably so quick and done with that, that even if you were to show me what everybody else was dressed like, I would have no recollection of it. Uh, well, Shangela was parodying Beyonce, mm-hmm. which is why that comment came up. So I'm not sure if you were familiar with that. I, I I wouldn't have drawn the the comparison between the two once they did mention. I'm like, okay, now I know what that's referencing. But yeah, it wasn't like clear right from the beginning. Yeah, I think maybe more clear for the general audience that would have watched it. Maybe not your specific watching it because I'd make you watch it. Um, <laughs> you should twist my arm into watching it. Yes. Just send enough clips to Colin and he'll watch anything. That's right. I'll, I'll podcast about anything. Don't say that. It makes it sound like it's bad. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't have much to say on the Oh, thing. yeah, I, I know this everything... picture. <laughs> I think that's what the reference was, yeah. too. I don't know, unless there's another photo that looks more similar, but I thought it was a creative idea. I think it was the most creative out of all of them because the rest of them were just flowers. Had no popcorn, um, though. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, hey, they avoided the popcorn this week. Rossi's going to like this. Yeah, I was like so happy that ugly popcorn wig wasn't out. <laughs> or or if it was replaced instead of popcorn, it was just flowers everywhere. That would have looked nice. Anyway, I don't have anything much to say on them. They all look pretty fine. There was nothing that was really ugly or stupid. So... We get announced that Changela and Ben, Paul Lind and Jennifer Lewis are the top two, and the bottom three are RuPaul, Maya, Miaha Angelou, <laughs> and Phaedra, the housewife. Um, it was sad to see Trixie fall, because we get a lot of those um, during the critiques. Trixie was really struggling. Did this have any weight to you? Or were you like, oh, I'm done for this emotional stuff? Uh, no, maybe it's because I kind of like Trixie's as, as, like, this train wreck character. Like, if it, it suits what my vision is of Trixie as being the world's worst drag queen. Uh, that just breaking down in tears, like, most of the time I'm like, oh, enough with the crybaby stuff, you know? But here, it, it, it almost suited the character that Trixie plays. Uh, but what I did like about this was that it threw me off. You know, we went through the last two episodes where it was so clear who was going home because the the way they told the story and, you know, credit to them for telling a story that made sense when somebody was uh, voted out or kicked out or whatever they call it on the show. But it completely threw me off the scent this week because the whole time I'm thinking, well, they're, they're making it so clear Trixie's going home and then it just didn't happen. So it was kind of a pleasant surprise. I mean, maybe if I didn't like the whole train wreck aspect aspect, of Trixie's character, um, I probably would have been more upset that the you know, the storytelling wasn't there this week. But let's be honest; I mean, we had more than enough uh, setup uh, for um, Chichi coming into this episode. I don't think we needed more. You know, it's, I think it's a welcome surprise <laughs> that uh, they did something to throw us off the scent and, and kind of fool me for a second, thinking Trixie was leaving. Yeah, we'll get to that speech that Shangela gave right before the second lipstick was revealed because that was very directed. Um, they go back to the room, they chat, they chat. Um, and then the, what'd you think of the lip sync of Katy Perry's I kissed a girl? Did you think it was, how did it stand against the other ones? Did you watch it? Did you, no, I did. Did you stand? I up? did watch it. Cause I'm trying to, 
see if I'm um, qualified to judge these things yet. Because again, I feel like the least qualified person ever to podcast about this show. So when I watch uh, one of the challenges and I'm like, well, this is who I'd give it to. And then they end up agreeing with me. I'm like, hey, I'm like the voice of, you know, the drag queen community here. <laughs> I really have my finger on the pulse of the drag queens around America. But, um, you know, watching the lip sync, I think what I was picking up on was more of the editing in that it was so clear, like every shot was Shangela. And I couldn't have judged one way or the other. I kind of prefer these lip syncs where there's some humor to it. And there was maybe a few kind of funny moments in here. But like Ben had like six shots in the whole three minutes of this thing was going on. So it was very obvious that Ben was losing this one again. Plus it's another good storyline that Ben's just the perpetual loser um, of the lip, lip syncing challenge. But I don't know. Did you pick up on the same thing? That just the, it was like they were showing a solo performance of Shangela and Ben was like the background singer. The background lip singer. Yeah. I was going to be like background dancer, but they're not just dancing. Anyway, I don't know. I thought it was weird. Maybe I thought it was weird. I thought it was a little more even than you did. I, I, it's so hard. Like it's the, it's like a, you want to do well in these things, but you don't want to lip sync all. I feel like it's kind of now a detriment to be winning all these challenges. Mm-hmm. Like, cause then you have to lip sync every time and it's got to do something new. Like, as a, what was it last week? Ben was like, Oh, I don't know what I can't do camp this time. So I got to do something different. Yeah. It was and this time, dramatic. Like, yeah. So like, it's all up. It's so hard. I feel like it's harder for Ben to win as it goes on just because there's nothing new to do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard. Like the first one was really great. Like that Anaconda one. Oh, like that was great. Yeah. And then it's just hard to like top that, you know? If they just do Nicki like- Minaj songs every week, like I suggested, they wouldn't be running into problems like this. You're, they need to contact you for suggestions on how to Look, improve the show. I'm the one who has my finger on the pulse of the drag queens of America, okay? I'm, I'm the, I'm the voice of this demographic. I'm the one that people need to be talking to. <laughs> yes, clearly. As you probably forget who half these people are, but you, you're, you know them. You know what they want. I know what you the audience, you don't need to know the, the competitors. You just need to know the audience. These are my people, okay? <laughs> um, what would you, what did you think of the surprise? Both of them are winners. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I thought that it was a setup so that we would get two people eliminated. And maybe that was what the intention was where they thought, you know, if both of them win, uh, then we could potentially have two people go because these shows are, they're timed. I mean, they, they have a set amount of episodes. They know, at, even though they kind of lead you to believe, oh, everything's planned. I mean, a lot of times when there's double eliminations on episodes, it's literally just, you know, what's winning. I mean, you would especially get that on ones where there are judges and they're picking. It's like, okay, well, two people are going home this week. They just simply know at some point this season, we need to eliminate two people. I thought that's what they were setting up here. And they probably were, but I guess it just poses a problem when both of them pick the same person. But this felt like at least the producers were urging them, hey, pick two people. I'm, I'm glad they didn't because Trixie probably would have been the other one, but this was clearly a setup for a double elimination. I don't know, does the show do double eliminations? Is it common? It hasn't. Except for the well, the first All Star season, yes, because it was teams, so mm-hmm. it was obvious. There's no other way to do it, but not really. Only okay. In the regular show, there was only there were two instances where it was a double elimination because RuPaul was like, you know, instead of this season, you lip sync when you win, and the normal when you lip sync when you mm-hmm. lose. So when you're the worst, you have to lip sync. And there were two times RuPaul was like, neither of you did a good job, so you're both eliminated. Yeah. And that was the only, those only two times that that would happen. Um, in All Stars two, there was a double when they brought back two of the people. They would both of them had won the two top two, you know, returning contestants mm-hmm. got to eliminate, but they both picked the same person as well. So there's not many instances where it's like this kind of way where they did it, like you eliminate each other instead of RuPaul. I, I wouldn't be surprised so- if they did something like this. Obviously there was potential for that to happen. It wouldn't surprise me if next week or the following week, 
they suddenly had some other double elimination just because they know they have to get through so many people so they can reach their episode count and, or have enough people left for the finale and not have too many. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen if they're going to do any double eliminations. I do feel like they did do the double because they knew that they both picked the same is my kind of mm-hmm. feeling. I feel like they knew that it was going to be the same person. So just build up some drama and see, Oh, get them on an edge or I'm, I'm not sure, but that's, that was kind of my impression. And just to quickly touch on Shangela's speech that was given, that was a hundred percent directed at Trixie. Yeah about the has made a career for themselves after the show. Like it was like one second away from being like Chandler saying, I choose to eliminate Trixie Mattel's friend, Chi Chi <laughs> Like, I feel like that was like the only like next step. Cause it was so pointed at Trixie, but then the last minute switch up with Chi uh, Chi's name being announced. Mm. Cheap drama. Cheap drama. But I was like, what? I was worried because I, I, like you said, like I thought that this was very storytelling about, Oh, well, Trixie's gone. Yeah. Like they, they set this up so much like, let, like last episode with milk going, I, I feel like we obviously knew that was where it was going. If Kennedy won, like I wasn't surprised at all when that happened. Cause we were told that story when this time I was like curveball. I did not expect that mm-hmm. on top of the two things. I was like, Oh no, Okay, Ben's obviously going to choose Chi-Chi, but then Shangela's going to choose Trixie, and then it's going to be, uh, it was, I was a mess. You were a complete as mess. A, I was, I was a mess as a Trixie fan. I was nervous. What do you think Trixie's chances are moving forward? Do you think Trixie can still do well? Do you think Trixie will be eliminated next? What's the, what's your read? It, it really depends on the criteria. I mean, I kind of, I think Trixie's a hilarious character. And I'm viewing this, you know, as a novice, um, as an expert, uh, you know, the, you know, right. as, as, as the, uh, as the voice of the drag queen, uh, fandom, uh, of America or North America, the world, um, president of the drag queen race fan club, uh, will come up with a title for me at some point before the end of the season. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I think Trixie's a great character, but to me, this feels like if this is a talent competition, they're setting Trixie up to be either an underdog or somebody who just, you know, gloriously crashes and burns. Now, those are my favorite characters on any type of reality shows. The ones that are just complete messes. But it really just depends, I guess, on what this show is and, you know, what the storytelling is. Because if they are doing this as a way to set up Trixie as an underdog, I think they're doing a great job. And it feels like, you know, maybe next week's going to suddenly be something where Trixie win. Because we had Trixie almost win last week and then be the very bottom this week and have this breakdown. Uh, but it could also just go the opposite way where they're setting up where Trixie's clearly gone next week. And, you know, this is the story. Now that we're back down to 40 minutes as opposed to 60 minutes. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Maybe this is just them saying, well, we don't have the time to tell our story next week. We got to get out of the way now. Let's, let's show everybody that Trixie has to go home early. Or they're just like, Chi Chi's going so we can cut it short because we already knew Chi Chi was in yeah. trouble. So they just chose this episode because it was actually eliminating Chi Chi. So we don't have to spend time with They've the already story spent hours upon hours showing us why Chi Chi <laughs> needed to go home. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So now they don't have to waste any more. So that they, that's the other thing. I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of talked about how every single week I'm finding, oh, this could have been at least five or ten minutes shorter. Um, and here we have an episode that's like, tw- I guess, technically 20 minutes shorter. And I'm not feeling like we missed anything. Uh, I feel like we got just enough of everything. I think if we had a better Snatch Game, this would have been a great episode to go an hour long or an hour and a half long, you know, with commercials or whatever. But as somebody who's watched this show, were you kind of tiring of these extended episodes? Do you think that, you know, it needs to be the shorter format going forward? I kind of like the longer episodes just because I felt like we got, you know, maybe we didn't need all of the kind of additional talking about who you're going to say, who you're going to eliminate or whatever. But I feel like, 
we missed so much. I feel like we could have gotten a lot more snatch game out of this, even though it was a bit of a train wreck. We could have had more funny jokes. We could have had more. Think of it this way: we could have had more Poland comments than yeah. than we got, and or more, you know, misspellings of <laughs> names or just something. I feel like this was just too short. Yes, I know you don't love the runway, but that would have been longer and stuff. I don't know. I just feel like we missed so well, much. There's definitely ma- we'll see what they there's do. material in this show week after week where I'm like, they could extend this. It's just I feel like that they have for the first few weeks picked the wrong things to extend, and then we just got all these you know ten minute long scenes at the end where we already know it's one of these two people. I don't think we need a ten minute long debate as to which of the two people should go home. You know, add a little bit of that, that more, like, add into the challenges. The challenges are fun on this show. I think a show where people are still obsessing over a dong that was drawn on, a, drawn on a mirror in episode two or whatever is showing that we're probably not going to get the best drama out of these people if we're just filming them backstage arguing all the time. So work more into the challenges, and I think I, I'd be more for the longer format. But I was definitely happy when I started this episode and it said 41 minutes, I'm like, oh, it's good. I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> Less Trixie makeup to look at. That's yeah. why you have many nightmares. Yeah. Do you think that anyone can win at this point outside of Shangela and Benjela Krem? Do you think it's possible for anyone else to win? Well, I mean, the way they're telling this... Based on a, like, a merit esque season this isn't like a survival yeah. where anyone can win if you get to the end or an amazing race where anyone can win if you get to the end yeah, is, like this is more merit based like you can't be in the bottom two and, and still win I don't know top chef or something you know <laughs> I mean as long as you're talking to other people then you have a chance at winning if you don't talk to people you're going home um, man drag race is not kind to the mute list, yeah, to the exactly. mute drag queens out there uh I mean, they're kind of making, we talked about this with Amazing Race, about how they're making it so clear, you know, who was going to win. Uh, that we'll say, hey, we'll see. We don't know. Well, well, of course, I haven't seen last week's episodes. Sorry for all those Amazing Race fans out there waiting for us. But uh, <laughs> keep waiting. Keep waiting. It's coming eventually. Uh, but I mean, if this is a show that is about the talent and it is about, you know, who the judges pick ultimately, I mean, the judges, I almost feel like the judges should be, if if they really wanted to surprise the audience, they would be switching this up more every week because you can edit a show any way you want. And if they wanted to create suspense, then don't have Ben and Shangela win everything and, you know, just cut out some of their best moments and or highlight somebody a little bit more. Or, I mean, there's tons of things you could do in editing. Uh, I, I highly doubt, that, you know, any type of reality talent show like this, they're legitimately picking the best person every week. If that is what they're doing, then there's really no other choice at this point. Because how do you get to the end of the series when we're now probably almost halfway through it and say that one of those two is not going to win? Well, they must really fall apart in the second half to be able to explain that. Yeah, I, I struggle to think that they're definitely at least in the top three in my mind, unless something horrible goes wrong coming up. And I, I don't know who else could really, you know, who would be like the final tribal council of this group. I don't know who would. Who's the goat? I could definitely, yeah, who, not even the goat, but just who else could join them. Yeah. Like I could see Aja being in there or maybe even Trixie, Trixie. depending. Cause I don't see Kennedy cause Kennedy's been in the bottom twice now. And I'm BB is probably not going to make it to the final mm-hmm. thing just because, you know, she's already won. I doubt that they're going to want to let that go on too long. So I don't know. I could, I could really see it's between Trixie and Aja coming up being that kind of third place or fourth place person. Casper has some strong opinions about it in the background, as you can hear. Uh, I know he's rooting for Trixie. He wants that Trixie doll. Trixie, Punko, whatever <laughs> it is called. Figure, um, and next week we have a, a the the ball challenge. So just for you, and every year they do a every year every season they do a ball challenge, which is just make custom outfits. So it's an it's a sewing challenge. Get excited! It's something similar um, to face off, is what you're saying, or Project Runway. Oh come on! You had to bring me down. 
But it's it's got a cool theme this time. I don't know how it's going to go, Testicles. but they're doing a Warhol ball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> based off Andy Warhol. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe someone's dressed as a soup can <laughs> in the next in the next episode. We'll see. Somebody dressed huh. as a dong. But hey, you can't do that. That would, Shangela's going to get mad about it. What if it. Shangela dresses as the dong? Just for revenge and all then, this. Yeah. Then Thorgy missed out, missed, gave Shangela a golden yeah. opportunity. <laughs> Thorgy set up Shangela for the win and they're going to talk about it in the next episode. Yeah, we can already see where the story's going. Yeah, because Thorgy will get mentioned every episode. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Or Milk or who, someone else. Um, but do you have anything else to share? Did you did you enjoy this? Oh, we got to rank it. Oh, we do have what to. Let's do not do this in post production like we do on most of our episodes. Do you want to buy it, or rent it, or bin it? Um, I'm kind of torn on this one because I I again found it you know easier to watch. I thought the storytelling was fine. It wasn't boring at any point. I enjoyed it being a shorter format, but I do have to say that, like the snatch game itself was a bit of a letdown, and not I I thought the bachelor one last week was a train wreck in a much more entertaining way than this one. Uh, but also, even though I'm not such a huge fan of like the runway stuff and all that, the fact that it was so quick, it, it, it felt like there was something missing out of this episode. So even though I kind of enjoyed this episode, I'd probably bin it just because I think there, there were a few disasters that were almost unavoidable in production this week. Well, what have I done? Did I buy, I bought the first one and then I rented the other two. Yeah. It's tough because it's probably the closest one to wanting to bin it for me. But then I think about that drama of that, like a su- the surprise two people winning, the surprise of Trixie not being eliminated, and then Paul Lynn selling it as like a complete rock star. But uh, I think I'm going to bin it because that Snatch game was just awful. Yeah. And well, and, and this was the thing I sold you on the show on. So <laughs> exactly. So for me to be we're like, canceled awful. next week because all this build up and it's like this is the snatch game. But along the lines of what you were saying, you know, yeah, it was a good twist that Trixie didn't go home, but they obviously wanted something more out of that whole double winner thing. And the fact that that kind of went nowhere is another reason I want to bin it because I'm not saying I would have rather Trixie gone home, but if we had had something happen there then maybe it would have seemed a bit more dramatic. And I feel like you could have simply edited this episode around that and had it to be just leave out the part where it's like you're both winners and obviously Shangela's the winner and then they pick one to go home and, you know, that's it. But it was it was like a big build-up for nothing. Yeah, we didn't get the payoff. Yeah. Although I did want the payoff as as a fan, but... As the voice of drama. fans everywhere, I agree with you. We needed that payoff. You owe us that payoff, RuPaul. Maybe we'll get it next episode when Trixie wins. <laughs> or when Thorgy comes back. <sighs> Can we stop talking about Thorgy? <laughs> you remember the Thorgy more than you remember Chi-Chi. And Chi-Chi lasted a lot longer. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to be bragging about how long Chi-Chi lasted on this show. <laughs> What bottom three three times? Yeah. Like Okay, I think that's it for this episode. Stay tuned to the Alice Network for <laughs> Nip Tuck and and Amazing Race. We're having a big big finale recap. So stay tuned for that. Provided Colin watches the other episodes. <laughs> well which I should mention. I mean people are probably also wondering I'm sure all those RuPaul fans out there are wondering, where's your Star Trek Discovery finale? <laughs> but uh, obviously, uh, a couple of the shows we were doing were falling slightly behind on. And I'm sure you're happy that RuPaul is the one that we're able to keep up slightly with. But uh, I've, I've been sick for the last, I've been sick for the last couple weeks and I kind of toughed my way through our Star Trek Discovery finale, not just because it was an awful episode, but uh, that episode's <laughs> edited now that I've taken out all of my coughing and choking. And that one should be going up. It was an hour, it was an hour long recording. Now it's 20 it, minutes. It's long. approximately 20 minutes, um, which is about <laughs> how much good material there was in the two part finale. But yeah, for the amazing race, you know, obviously we just didn't have time to do it this week with me being sick. So we're going to discuss the last two episodes and we're going to be joined by two very special guests. Um, as long as so stay tuned, stay tuned, two very special guests. We're sorry. They're not, um, the twins. They're not the firefighter twins. 
We got somebody better, though. Uh, Henry and Evan? Yeah, it's not Henry and Evan. It's not Vank or Ashton uh, or any variations of those. Uh, but they're quality guests, nonetheless. They're the best guests we've had on the Oz Network since Ryan Ulrich, who Ben talked to this week as well for Survivor fans, listened to our first full-length interview that we've had in, I don't know, ever on the Oz Network. For the first ever full-length Oz Network interview for Survivor. Yeah. And maybe the last, who knows? But uh, hey, n- never say never. Yeah, and and people really should listen to it too. I mean, this Ryan knew our show before he was on Survivor, so you get to hear a fan of Survivor Oz talk about uh, being on Survivor and knowing us. And, and pr- I haven't heard the interview yet myself, but I'm sure that Ryan talks tons about you know Rossi and me and some of other favorite Auslets from the past, and uh, I'm sure he's also a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race. We have Ryan's endorsement here of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes, despite Colin not listening to the interview, he knows for a fact that Ryan is an avid supporter of our RuPaul's And you know how I know that? Because you're the, uh, what is it? The the voice of drag racers everywhere. In America. I can spot a fan. Even Canadian drag Yeah, that's right. Canadian American, I know them all. Oh, speaking of which, I just want to drop a mention. Everyone should tune in to see if they can find it somewhere on the internet, but Drag Race Thailand recently started. <laughs> so please check out that. We're not going to be covering it here because I do not know Thai. Um, I don't know Thai trying either, if anyone was curious, but um, check that out. It's on the internet somewhere. So stay tuned for the coverage here on the Oz Network. No, uh, but stay tuned for all the other movies or no? Listen yes. off the podium. Ben and I will be covering Black Panther this weekend uh, as well. We'll Ooh. probably be starting on our Olympic uh, Best Picture mini reviews we're going to have coming out. So there will be some movie stuff again now that the Olympics are finally wrapping up. And Nip Tuck and Third Watch and Lost and all those other shows that we recover. We don't cover, but that are covered here. Are still being produced despite little <laughs> listeners. Um, anyway, I'm rambling on. I don't know what else we cover, but listen to everything, especially the Ryan interview, which is quite good. <laughs> uh, and that's it. Okay. As always, I'm Rossi. And as they say, winner, winner, chicken, dinner. And I am Colin, and none of these queens would do me either. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.